Akarja is Jerry Adams and Shaw. Augustusola Gomsha, Gobel Shibsha Gumoy. I hope you're all staying safe and well. And I would like, if I may, to welcome back Mary Lou MacDonald, our leader, who has recovered from the coronavirus and who's back doing what she does best. And our thoughts are also with those who are sick with their relatives, particularly those people in care homes and the other places of congregation, whether it's in drag provision, traveller sites, or in nursing homes. And also, and especially, those families who have suffered bereavement. This pandemic is a dreadful affliction, and it has to be tackled, and the consequences of it have to be tackled also. So in this podcast, I want to deal with the urgent need for a program and a government for change in Dublin, to deal with the consequences of the pandemic, to deal with Brexit, and to deal with all the cost of living crises that were in people's lives before the pandemic. In January, just before the general election, I described it as part of a process of the realignment of politics on the island of Ireland. And I said then, if Republicans did our work well, that historic change was possible. And it is, and it was, although few, me included, foresaw the strength of the Republican vote and the surge. And since then, our leadership has been focused on trying to put in place a government for change. That work is ongoing. The options are limited, but it's a long game. And folks, it's not over until it's over. Now, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael insist that they will not talk to Sinn Féin about government formation, just like the unionist parties used to do. Let's be very, very clear. It's totally, absolutely unacceptable for anyone to refuse to accept and uphold the right of all voters and all votes to be measured as equal. In the support of this anti-democratic position by sections of the media has to be called out. It's also reprehensible. Now, the establishment was flummoxed when Sinn Féin won the popular vote. Micheál Martin, who was behaving like a Taoiseach in waiting, was shell-shocked. Large sections of the electorate were clearly opting for change. Mr Martin wasn't one of them. Like Mr. Baradkar, his conservative views are confined to preserving the status quo. And the talk which comes up and has come up over the last 10 years or so about the two parties coming together were rubbished by both of these men. In January, Michal Martin said, we will not be entering into a grand coalition the people want change. They want Fine Gael out of office. They've been there too long. He described any U-turn by Fianna Foyle on a coalition with Fine Gael as jackal and hide behaviour. Now, you know, the reason why this issue of these two Conservative parties coming together is a logical outcome is because of the sameness of their policies and politics. 
You may recall that after the 2016 election, there was again intense speculation about this. And again, Micheál Martin said, the best interests of the Irish people are not served by a government made up of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. I want to repeat that, my friends. Micheál Martin, the best interests of the Irish people are not served by a government made up of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. Let me say on this count, I agree with Mr. Martin. But at that time, what did they come up with? They come up with the so-called confidence and supply agreement. So for four years, Fianna Fáil kept Fine Gael in power. And then in the last election, Fianna Fáil tried to claim that it wasn't responsible for the mess and housing, homelessness, health and the cost of living crisis for many people. But in February, the electorate showed that they were not fooled. Together, for the first time, Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael achieved less than 50% of the vote. Now they have produced a framework document, a framework document to do what they both promised not to do, to go into government together. Now if Sinn Féin, as Pierce Doherty has pointed out, had published the document they published, we would have been ridiculed. It's dishonest, full of vague generalisations, no specific plans, timetables, targets, costings or policy detail. Its primary aim is to keep Sinn Féin out of government and to put Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael into government. It cannot deliver the kind of change that the majority of citizens want and what was voted for in the general election. So let's ask ourselves, why should citizens or the smaller parties and the independents who have been courted by Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, why should they trust these two parties? They're the parties that are responsible for the very crises they now claim they want to end. There's only one firm economic commitment in their framework document, and that is that they will comply with the strict conservative European fiscal rules. But surely one of the big lessons of the pandemic is the need and the entitlement of citizens to health care, to child care and to elder care as a right. Surely we all understand now that we would have been better prepared for the pandemic had people been given those rights, as Sinn Féin and others have called for for a long time and which Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael refused to agree with. So we need to challenge these EU rules, not blindly comply with them in the time ahead. And there's also, you know, a common sense need to meet the challenges arising from all of this, to meet those challenges on an all-Ireland basis. We have a huge advantage as an island, and as we exit this pandemic, this is critical. The section of the framework agreement contains nothing new. It falls far short of what is required to plan for the future. So what now of Simon Coveney's assertion that he would like to see a united Ireland in my lifetime, if possible, in my political lifetime? Of course, Simon, this is very, very possible. But I wonder, did you even bother putting this forward? Leah Varadkar has similar lines of rhetoric on unity. 
Did he put forward any proposals? What about, for example, the proposals from Civic Society, which he received calling for the setting up of a citizens' assembly reflecting the views of citizens north or south, or a forum to discuss the future and achieve maximum consensus on the way forward. In other words, planning for the future. If Varadkar didn't raise these in the negotiations with Fianna Fáil, why not? And what if Michal Martins promised that Fianna Fáil would soon produce a white paper on unity? That was nine years ago. Three years ago, he promised a 12-point plan of what he called concrete proposals on unity. No sign of that in the new agreement or anywhere else for that matter. The truth is, the framework document runs away from the need to plan for and win the referendum on unity, which is a core commitment of the Good Friday Agreement. And this part of the document reflects the failure throughout the document to tackle inequality. And there's no great surprise there. We should all know that inequalities in society are not natural. They're not inherent. They're caused by inequalities of power. And it takes political vision and political will to change this. It can't be done. But not by a Fianna Fáil Fine Gael government. Building an Ireland of Equals is one of Sinn Féin's core objectives. Our main spokespersons, led by Mary Lou MacDonald, are head and shoulders above their counterparts in the other parties. They are passionate about measures that can resolve the housing and health crises. They are passionate about Irish unity. For their part, for their part, Mr Varadkar and Mr Martin don't believe in their framework agreement. Fianna Fáil which bankrupted the state, brought in the Troika, and Fine Gael, which made the people pay for this. Now, without a hint of embarrassment, they proclaim, we know there's no going back to the old way of doing things. Now, whatever does this mean? And why this apparent change of heart? It's the voters, stupid. In the time-honoured tradition of self-serving and opportunistic politicians, the Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael leaders have figured out where the voters want to go and they're trying to get to the front so that they can pretend to be leading popular opinion. If it wasn't so serious, it would be funny. Micheál Martin is certainly not funny. Certainly not funny. Ha ha. His objective is simple. He just wants to be Taoiseach. Nothing else is important. But Michal Martin cannot be trusted in that office. Neither can Leah Varadkar. They are the toxic twins of austerity. So while it's good for the process of political realignment in Ireland that the sham fight between them is over and that they now have a political agreement, it's not in the best interests of citizens for them to cobble together a government, for them to carve out power for themselves. So the objective of Sinn Féin is clear and the objective of all progressives should be clear. Don't support a Fianna Fáil, Fine Gael political carve-up. Work together for a government of change. That's the best way forward. That's what the people voted for. That's exactly what the people 
want. And remember, in the immortal words of Michal Martin, the Fianna Fáil leader, the best interests of the Irish people are not served by a government made up of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. So, folks, Slango Joe.